You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and MERPS. Welcome to the Light Forge. This is Abuka. This is MERPS. Hello. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, let's talk some Hearthstone. Not huge changes this week. As we talked about last week, the expansion was revealed. We're waiting for that. Big changes are coming on the horizon for both Arena from an expansion perspective and for BGs as well. So that's what we're going to focus on today. Yep. Um, let's start with BGs. Uh, we'll do a deep fried meta afterwards about general Arena, um, like gameplay, like how to get better type stuff. Uh, sure. About swing and your life total. But let's let's do Battlegrounds first because I didn't even know this because apparently I saw the words Fire Festival and I just didn't read that whole entire blog. So I was like, the Fire Festival doesn't apply to me. It's about resources and stuff like that, and I'm not doing any of that. Skins, like, right? Know. A lot of skins. Huh? Uh, a lot well, of skin. Right. Know, whatever. A lot of skins. Um, a lot of things coming and voice lines for your uh, like Ragnaros bartender coming to BGs as well, which for the longest time, I think a lot of people have been clamoring for, right? It's like, just give us options to throw money at Blizzard, and Blizzard is finally doing it. And they came out with a lot at once. I, I was surprised at these huge bundles. So um, yeah, they're they're going to be doing this. Uh, they're coming out July 27th. If I'm playing a lot of Battlegrounds at that point, why not, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. It's a cool concept. You get a lot uh, with this bundle. But what we really want to talk about is hidden under really it's like the last thing under this uh, fire festival and future fun post you can find it on the blizzard website as well um it previews what they call the next major battlegrounds update and what they're saying is um at the end of the month or soon tm uh they are swapping out over 30 existing minions for new ones specifically designed to play off the quote core fantasy of that type and re-emphasize how the types play this is like let's break that down that's huge first of all over 30 minions that are in right now they are swapping out uh which which makes it one of just the biggest changes Mm -hmm. we will have ever seen right because you have a lot of patches that introduce big stuff either big introductions or big changes this is basically just the biggest patch ever because effectively you know we've seen a lot of big patches that are like oh we're introducing this stuff right well they're taking out 30 minions they're putting in 30 minions and what they're doing is they're looking at all of the problems and all of the complaints that people have had about bgs i certainly have had quite a few this is one of the reasons why i dropped out of playing bgs for quite a few months um, and then they're, they're going to relook at all of these tribes and say, what is the quote, core fantasy and what is the identity of this tribe? And they're going to try to hone in on that. I think that's perfect because I think there are quite a few tribes that are right now broken, um, either unplayable in some instances, too powerful in other instances, just don't have this identity and whatever they started as it's mutated to an extreme degree so this is so needed like it, it, i don't think it would have been enough for blizzard to just be like okay we, we took out these two minions we added these two and we're tweaking kind of like you know the way this thing works 
here you go. Um, Blizzard previewed a tiny bit of the changes by saying, for example, pirates will have a bigger emphasis on amassing gold and treasure. And they then they preview two new cards. So let's talk about these two new cards. And then let's talk about pirates. The first one is a tier three minion called Briny Bootlegger. So tier three, four, four pirate. At the end of your turn, if you have another pirate, add a gold coin to your hand. And the golden version, of course, double the stats. And at the end of your turn, if you have another pirate, gain two gold coins to your hand. Then they also previewed a tier six minion called Nosy Looter. Tier six, seven, six pirate. Every two turns, add a random gold minion to your hand. Uh, that's pretty good. Remember, it's a gold minion, so it's going to have the um, the effects. You're going to be able to discover right. a six drop. Right. So you get it. Uh, you get the gold minion, and you can potentially use it if it's good and it works for you. But you also get that discover. And if you get a golden version of Nosing Looter, uh, well, at the start of your turn, aka every turn, you add a random gold minion to your hand. Um, I think it's so cool and very telling that they started off with pirates. Because I think if you ask a lot of people, pirates right now are the most broken class. And, and I don't want to use broken in terms of just overly powerful Pirates, if you ask what their identity is, um, their, their identity is nothing. It's either scam, which is not pirates, right? It's like, it's as much about Cadgar, Baron, and the, the mechanics of BG itself Bugs. rather than pirates. And Viruses. then after that, what is it? It's infinite pirates. Um, does anyone actually play Infinite Pirates by themselves anymore? No. They shouldn't. Infinite Pirates are an accessory that people use, uh, whether with some specific heroes, for example, Gallowix, or, uh, for example, um, uh, you can use Infinite Pirates with something like um, Flat Tusk Agam, or just Flat Tusk builds in general. So... Right now, pirates are either scam or they are accessory engine tools for menagerie or other sort of like compositions that don't necessarily have to be pirates. So pirates themselves are just kind of broken. Um, and whatever kind of identity or, or, or kind of um, goal the devs had at the very beginning uh it just doesn't work it, it's it's gone like how many end game comps involve like a salty looter right in which you look at something like a salty looter and that is kind of the mark of do pirates work if salty looters sometimes make it to end game comps sometimes right it doesn't have to be very often but sometimes uh sure maybe but it's never right now it's never um and you just have these weird pirate uh things going on so I think it's super telling that Blizzard sees this and they're like, okay, okay, let's let's go with the most egregious example right now. It's pirates, not because like quote pirate comps never make it to the end. Because if you if you say it's like oh scam pirates or pirate comp, not really, right? It, it's not the way that they intended to uh, for you to use pirates. Uh, so I think that's cool. Um, I, I, 
And like, if we look at all of the tribes, we can already identify quite a few things wrong with them. If you remember in the podcast with Shady, we were talking about this, like, okay, there are these problematic tribes. What do you do with them? And problematic could be in like, the scaling is off. They're just boring to play, sometimes both. Mm -hmm. Uh, Demons is one of them, right? I think demons have this very, very cool concept in which you use your HP to get some certain advantage. Uh, But right now it's like, okay, they're shooty demons and that's fine to an extent uh, in, in terms of having comps that don't win, but can beat people up. Like aggro builds are, are fine. Uh, but demons themselves are just feel a little bit too weak. They, they also just don't feel fun. I don't know exactly what their uh, role is, but I don't think Blizzard is very happy with where demons are. Uh, who knows, right? Like that, that that's just sort of uh, my view. Um, elementals, once again, we have a problem with uh, tier six elementals, just not really getting it done. Um, no me elementals are still much, much better. So I don't know what they want to do there, but this has always been one of those things where we talk about these issues and it's like, oh man, they got to do some big changes. And if you're going to do big changes to one tribe, you might as well just like, just do it all at once, right? It's sort of like uh, if you're renovating the home and you're kind of just got to get out of your house anyways, because you know, you can't live in there during that time. And there's a lot of tinkering, like just, just redo like more of the house during that time just sort of save yourself that effort balance everything at once test everything at once because that's the thing right it's not about balance balance is easier like strict balance strict balance get everything to about the same like you know win rate it's about the core concepts that drive each of these tribes and what you want people to associate with the tribes and how they're different right a lot of this is about making them different and right now the tribes some of them are different but most of them are not that different like, dragons have a pretty distinct identity as the, uh, like, you know, get to the very end. Otherwise, you're not doing much with it. Mechs have had a pretty decent identity throughout. Um, but most of the other tribes, uh, I mean, Quillbors, they're new, right? So they, they, they're the latest. So their identity hasn't been broken yet. But most of the other ones, they either have one that, like Merp says, their main mechanic is not actually being used to be successful. Or they're just kind of their identity has gotten diluted by the new stuff that's come out. Like we're talking about tier six of um, um, elementals. What, what, what are elementals? What's their thing? Oh, you want to get more of them, right? You want to like buy more of them so that you can play them and then sell them, right? That's their thing. Wait, where else have I heard that from? Like half of the tribes right now, right? Like, so you got to make them a little bit more, a little bit more distinct um outside of the the nomi branch so this is not just balance if it's just about balance you actually do want to balance it one at a time because you can't balance it all at once it's not possible it'll just make a mess of everything but if you're going to fundamentally change the entire or like i guess update the entire thing of what each of the tribes stand for then you're never going to have balance in any case when the end of july hits and they launch whatever this 30 card swap is balance is going to be terrible guaranteed to be absolutely horrific because that's how game design balancing works you can't make this many changes to all your systems and then come out with a balanced game especially because they're probably not testing it that intensely at blizzard because we know that they don't really do it that much and we know that every time they release something they have to like nerf stuff or buff stuff or what near immediately they're just not good at it or 
more likely they're not good at conceptualizing it and don't spend a lot of resources at actually testing it. Um, so the balance is going to just be out the window. Like I wouldn't even talk about balance right now for this. This is about the themes and about getting battlegrounds into an area that feels like a more cohesive kind of product with more interesting choices to be made and more interesting gameplay uh, from, uh, you know, I'm playing this and it feels fun perspective. Uh, that's definitely very important and, and for the long term, uh, very mm-hmm. necessary for people. Right now, there are numerous problems with BGs from a enjoyment factor and I, I won't go into all of them because we've talked about all of them before no need to rehash it plus you can just go to bob's tavern everyone's talking about the same thing anyways um and i am hoping that this uh kind of addresses some of them what once again um it's not so much like we don't need to set like um oh if this patch doesn't fix it it's over kind of thing it was it, it a lot of the times it's just enough at least for me to see like okay they they know what's going on right so mm-hmm. with the patch that we described last week i thought that was a move in the right direction because everything that they touched were things that were problematic now the meta's not solved i'm not like being i'm not saying to myself like oh this is the perfect meta or anything uh but they I clearly identified that they knew what was wrong and th- that they were moving in the right direction and uh, I'm sure that that was almost kind of like a experimental patch or like an alpha for this upcoming that we're going to uh, this upcoming huge huge uh, swap. Yeah, it is weird that they made a really big patch right before. It's huge. Or not even yeah. right before. It's like three weeks before the like even bigger patch. I wonder if it's because that was kind of decided a little bit before and. This upcoming one, um, I don't think it's it, I, like at the time that that patch went out. I don't think that this one was written in stone. They weren't just like mm. waiting to release it. You know, I think they were actually still testing some stuff. And for other things, I think they are actually, for example, looking at some data, whether internal data from their own testing, or they're looking at how this patch goes with some changes and using concepts from this one to decide you know mm. make decisions on that and i think that's fine and I, I i agree like with that amount of changes something's going to be a little bit off um and that's fine yeah i think the difference you could draw between this future coming patch and the previous patch is that the previous patch was non-experimental it was all slam dunks right like we were talking about the patch and we we're like everything is great about this patch like, uh, there was, like, I think one decision I didn't agree with. It was just mostly met with positive stuff because the stuff they were doing was generally non-controversial and they could fit into any meta. They're just, like, fixing heroes up, you know, adjusting stuff that should have been done, you know, way before. Nothing nothing big and bad was going to happen. But what's going to happen at the end of the month, it sounds like, with 30 cards going in and out and then, like, adding, like, not new concepts, but, like, reinforcing certain aspects of a tribe while presumably ditching or totally transforming other parts that's going to have people who like it people who don't like it it's going to cause all sorts of problems and so that's all shelved for uh for the end of the month they're going to put all that out at once but the the easy uh stuff there they they got kind of got out of the way uh, that's my theory i think so so with this change um i'm looking forward to <laughs> demons changing a ton what i would like to see them keep for demons is this whole user hp um yeah in different ways uh that just fits with this demon theme right like the ability to tap into your hp to do extra stuff it'd be nice to see it not just with weavers 
Um, and in fact, you are able to use your HP with other minions as you kind of tear up as well in some capacity. So I like mm -hmm. that mechanic about demons, and I hope they keep it. Just the ability to use your HP to gain tempo or to gain resources in some way. I think that's pretty cool. And it would make them unique, right? It would make them well, yeah, unique. Yeah, what's missing with demons right now is something like... Uh, something that, that centers your your build. That you're like, oh, I have this. Now it's easier for me to go on, right? So that, that what do you call it? Um, the gateway drug that gets you into the tribe uh, kind of sneakily. It doesn't really exist. You're either doing demons or, or you're not. Yeah, um, it's like, a lot of times it's, it's rap demons. Weavers. Yeah, yeah, right. Which like, isn't uh, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, in in shooty demons, you can get there, right? Like with the the death rattles, and then you get a uh, um, uh, you, you you get your 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 shooty demon minion, and then you're like, all right, I got something going on here. Especially now that they buffed it. But uh, for big demons, it really doesn't exist. It's just it's it's pink man, and then it's nothing. Yeah. Uh, so for demons, I hope they fix that while keeping the HP aspect. For dragons, I want something more than just Calgos buying battle cries. Uh, that was kind of enough. Remember, dragons were like one of the first big additions to. Um, they were one of the first, like, big additions they, to they the game. They were the first new they, Yeah. So, that sort of, like, bland, like, scaling, I think everyone was okay with. Like, remember, this was still a world in which we had a lot of cards that weren't BG exclusives. Like, we just had a lot of cards that were uh, still used in Hearthstone and then just kind of transported over here. So, I think they have to change Calgos because... If you get one Calgos or two Calgos or whatever, after that, it's like buying a lot of Battle Cries, find Nadina. Not too much decisions to be made there. Um, and I, I think for an endgame build, you have to create some more interesting decisions. So I expect Calgos to be changed. Um, I hope that they change it in some way. Or they make some other mid-dragons that like force you to make some decisions here or there. It, it just... There, there's not so much decisions with dragons. It's whether or not you can get to the Calgos. That is the biggest question. It's like, can you get there? And how do you get there? That's the biggest question in any meta. Um, so I hope they fix that with dragons. Nah, I, I don't know if they will. But um, it would be nice if dragons were more than, than the, you know this one-dimensional. And if they do, it may be something similar, as in it's a tier 6 minion that drives the whole thing. Uh, just being more than Caligos, right? So, I don't know. Well, we'll see. I feel like, it's what are you going to do? Like, I'm thinking from a, like, just a, not a balanced perspective, but from a, just a pure game design perspective. Dragons, they're big. They do stuff, right? So, how are you going to change dragons so that tiers one through four do anything? Well, one through four is basically the early game in, uh, in, in Battlegrounds. And, or I guess four is the mid game. One through three is the early game. Like, how would you do that without breaking the idea of of dragons? I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see what they do with the dragons. But um, I, I think just everyone is a little bit tired of the endgame Caligos, um mm. ramp at this point. Uh, moving on to Murlocs a little bit. I think Murlocs are fine. I really do. Like, I hope they don't 
change Murlocs a little bit too much. A lot of people have been discussing, oh, like what kind of six, like tier six mm-hmm. unit should be given to Murlocs. I think it's perfectly fine for a tribe not to have a uh, associated tier six minion. And in fact, it fits Murlocs, right? Like they're small, they like just kind of, um, what are their weaknesses? Because uh, they get a ton of huge communal buffs. Uh, they don't deal much face damage at all. Like, uh, yeah, unless you keep like the Bran or the Bagurgle alive or something like that. A lot of your, your Murlocs are just dealing one to two damage to the opponent's face. Um, so you can't really smoke them down. Uh, and also just, you know, they don't have cleave. They don't have any of the, they, they just sort of like, you know, you can build them up early. You can buff them a lot. I like it. I think we can keep going with that theme. They don't need like a holy mackerel. They don't need, and of course, holy mackerel. The thing that was really toxic about that was was the fact that like you, they weren't just for murlocs. They were just the best unit in the game by far. Um, so I, I I think we're fine there. Piggies, it's interesting. I mean, it's new, right? So what they could do is just say the power level of piggies is something that we want to match. So they could just keep piggies like the same because it's new and say, you know what, we tested this, we like where this is going. Let's try to make all other tribes as cohesive and as powerful as piggies. That could work too. You know, piggies are are the latest tribe and you could tell, it's like, okay, they create this whole blood gem system for, for it, right? Um, and Blood Gems also work with all other tribes, but they work very well internally as well. It's just like a neat concept and sort of what BG design in 2021 should be, uh, as opposed to sort of BG design at the very, very beginning. Um, and so I, I think you can keep piggies the same. Beasts, I think, are really good too. I, I don't know what Beasts changes. Beasts have always been pretty, like... Yeah, beasts stuff, are has, fine. stuff has happened with them, right? Like yeah. they, you could do them early. Tier one beast is a great strategy. Uh, they have a cleave that is a, the, the the lowest uh, costing cleave in the game, so they're useful, and they're also used in menagerie. Then their end game is kind of complicated; can diverge in two different ways. Like it's in a good place. They already added Bert. Like I would, I, I, I think if they wanted to be ambitious, they need to get rid of Bird and then branch off in a different way. And that will be interesting because bird causes other kinds of design problems. Bird but causes not going to be issue. that ambitious. Like this is it's fine. It's it's what it is. It's fine. Yep. So I think beasts are okay, and if they want to choose to use their resources, focusing on other tribes, I think that's absolutely fine. Beasts are uh, in an okay spot right now. Elementals we talked about. Um, you gotta fix tier six elementals, like especially with how many minions and minion slots it takes up you, you can't have it just be that crappy most of the time like i i don't want to hear this about it's like oh merps there was this game where like i had the perfect rolls and blah blah and then i got like double rag immediately and then i snowball yeah no that doesn't count um on average and a lot 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 of the times tier six elemental sucks like Gar still sucks, right? Genie still doesn't do that much. Rag very, very rarely does anything. So that's just very unfortunate there. Um, and they, I mean, I just—it's all so similar, right? It's just Caligos by a different name. 
Yeah, I mean, it's even worse because <laughs> with rags. Well, well yeah, I mean, obviously yeah. it's worse, like, uh, but, but I mean, the mechanic. Yeah, the mechanic, it's boring day. and it's random and it's worse. It's so bad. It's, like, so bad. Yeah. Um, plus, it's, like, dragon scaling, like, in a true, like, you know, multiple unit scaling. Uh, there's only Calgos, whereas elementals there's also no me right so it, it looks even mm-hmm. worse for that because they're like hey here's a better scaling thing earlier yeah. on um we talked yeah. about pirates uh mechs i don't think need any changes mechs have always been it's like oh solid nice it's like can you win with it yeah you could not super often but you still could it, um and they're like you know they work well in menagerie uh they work well as a like half mech half something else kind of thing uh they have a lot of divine shields which is useful uh mechs are just in a good spot so i i like that um we've gone through all of the tribes right now and with 30 units there is a lot to play around with i'm sure you know even though i'm saying mechs are fine beasts are fine uh etc they're going to change some stuff with that and i look forward to that at the very least it's going going to be new and fresh and they're going to get rid of cadgar Probably, yeah. Probably that is a unit whose time has long gone. Yeah, and if you're getting rid of thirty units and you're not touching Cadgar, I mean, they might even get rid of Brand or like replace it with something more battleground specific that does something similar. Um, but Cadgar is definitely gone, gone. Like I don't even think they're going to replace the concept. Yeah, I, I think Cadgar is just one of those things where um, it also limits design space as well. Uh, it's it's problematic, and I, I think at the end of the day they're going to look at something like Cad- Cadgar and say it's just not worth it. Yeah, and neutral taunt units. I'm looking at our chat from Scooby Doo Doo. Um, neutral taunt units are probably going to be gone too. I'm guessing just because I don't know those I'm not rotate sure. every little bit, and we've had these taunt units for quite a while. The the only um, thing that you want to ask because right now the taunt units. Um, are a stabilizing force in the mid game. You could argue that they're a little bit too strong of a stabilizing force uh, in the mid game. You're talking about balance. There's no balance. Right, right, right. Come end of July, um, there is no balance. It's just a matter of whether or not they still want the stabilizing force to be the taunt comp, comp package, mm-hmm. right? That's basically it. They like Blizzard knows that the mid game needs a stabilizing force, whether that is a tribe like we had with like mechs in some instances or mm-hmm. it is taunt comp uh that's just up to them like i, I like i'm not sure i think taunt comp is kind of fun like i i know there's people out there that is like taunt comp has to be deleted it's super toxic uh i don't think it's toxic at all like i i think it is very very fine it's kind of a product of the meta and just some things you can tweak a little bit here and there to make it better but it's absolutely fine. And I totally understand if Blizzard doesn't touch it at all. Because um, I think if you change a lot of other things, Taunt Comp just naturally shifts um, in relation to those things as well. And it's coming in on... When is this patch releasing? July 27th, they said? No, well, that's the cosmetics. Um, uh-huh. They don't have a specific date for this, which is also oh, fair. God. Like, yeah, they don't want to lock themselves in. No, no, no. What I mean is, uh, we are going to have the arena focused card, you know, valuation stream on July 1st because it's being released on July 3rd. 
So, if this Battlegrounds thing is hitting somewhere between July 25th and July, I don't know, like, around the expansion. I guess if it hits after the expansion releases, we could talk about it in the week after, but uh, it's going to be so much stuff. It's so hard to keep up with Hearthstone these days. There's a lot of things going on. Um, they even had some dual changes. Wow. But we're not going to talk about those. Never talk about those. And then whenever Mercenaries comes out... Uh, who, who... Oh, yeah. Mercenaries are going to come out before the next expansion release. I mean, before uh, the third expansion releases, like before the end of the year. Yeah, before the end of the year. Um, but other than that, we're not sure. Uh, they've been releasing a lot of information about how much they've worked on Mercenaries, which I totally believe. Um, and they're like, this is our biggest kind of... Um, they were saying it's like their biggest endeavor since launching Hearthstone, as in... Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. As in bigger than duels? Bigger well, than okay. duels. I can yeah. kind of see it, because they have to individually create content, right? Yeah, so exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, so it's it's bigger than that. Obviously, it was bigger than BGs, because if you remember when BGs came out, it was just like, it's like, oh, they just imported some cards, and it was like, hey, here's yeah. an auto-battler. Um, yeah. It's crazy how big BGs has gotten from like the initial product, which was polished right but like mm-hmm. n- nothing compared to the blizzard quality polish um yeah. that we have seen a lot they just cobbled well, together because this they thing. had a simple concept and they, they made did. it fun and they made it work and that was the problem with duels is they had a very complicated concept and they made it fun but it didn't work and it was not fun for long because it didn't work like, this is something that Blizzard, I feel like they lose it sometimes, um, and they try to do complicated stuff, but what they're really good at are the, the small, the, the, just keep things simple and elegant and focus on the, um, not the crazy fun of it where you do a million things and then it becomes fun, but the fun that's just inherent in your, in your base game and then add the polish on top of that. Like, that's always what they're better at. Like, once the complicated stuff comes in, things start going haywire. It starts to, not just in Hearthstone, but I feel like in a lot of their games it gets like that. Yep. Uh, looking forward to Mercenaries, because it does seem like they have put a lot of work into there. But really looking forward to this BG update. It's the reason that I'm back in BGs right now and playing. I want to make sure I have at least some of my instincts back um, before they drop this huge thing. Uh, that's, I a, need to, yeah, that's it for BGs. I really for hope that they make these changes and along with these changes either fix the rope or these changes themselves make it so that the rope is less prominent. Especially if they're going to keep doing things like add spells in now and then. It's just too much for me to handle. Like, I'm, I'm literally APM'd out of Battlegrounds. Like, could I, would I still be a good player if I played Battlegrounds and actually cared about it? Sure. But I don't think in this meta um actually i probably will i'll probably be able to do something vaguely similar to what shady does and be able to like crack a top 200 um you know not not at not at his level i was gonna say i'm like he's not just top 200 he's Uh, he's like i mean right like i'll do some like you know crappy version of what he's doing with a little bit of my own flavor and be able to crack the top 200 but probably not much more than that because a lot of this game just requires too much like I call it APM, but it's not like just clicking, right? You have to like think about it. If you just randomly click on the board a hundred times, it doesn't do anything. Um, and there has to be a thought associated with the action. So that that kind of APM, um, it's just it's too high in this game. Which again is so weird for a Hearthstone game to require really insanely high APM to like compete at the the high levels. 
Um, but whatever. Uh, I just if they if they do something to to reduce that burden, um, I'll, I'll be back. I I, just, I enjoy battlegrounds as as a concept. I just can't play it right now. They've they've, they've structured the game in a way that I can't play it, be good, and enjoy myself. And it's not about balance. It's literally about what the game has become. Just can't keep up as uh, a boomer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I hope this doesn't happen with, with more of the games. I've been able to, like, circumvent a lot of my natural bad APM stuff with, with you know, by, by leaning on other things. But I'm hoping game design doesn't either shift in a way that requires more of this uh, APM stuff or uh, um, or that I'll, I'll, I'll be able to compensate more, even more than I have been able to historically. Because that's what you do as you get older. Like, talking about us aging gamers, uh, Murps is already 35. I'm about to turn 35 uh, a bit later this year. Um, it's, uh, you gotta, to, to play at a high level on games, even in card games, apparently, it, it requires it requires uh, some some stuff, and normally in your job you start compensating for your lack of physical or mental, um, uh, what do you call it, ability to to do it good and do it fast, right? Like your horsepower, your mental and your physical horsepower. As that goes down, you replace it with experience and wisdom and general ability to lean on other aspects uh which which get better that's just like how the human brain develops like you get smarter in some ways and dumber in other ways as you get older um brain wise so we'll we'll see but a lot of it is game design right if the games are designed to just be counter-strike you're always going to just get worse as you get older but if the games are designed like a little bit more like Overwatch, you're going to do better. And if the games are designed with even more of this in mind, especially as gamers in general kind of get older, um, I don't know. Just uh, just something that I think about and kind of worry about. Because I don't want to be in the future like 10 years from now and only be able to play turn-based games. And not even most turn-based games because they're like Battlegrounds. Because Battlegrounds is a turn-based game. <laughs> Technically. Uh kind of yeah like kind, kind of, of yes. right like kind if you're describing yes. it you're like ah it's kind of a turn-based game but i'm like no i'm apm'd out of this like half turn-based game which is very sad you are you most definitely are you, you, you got to stick with like xcom 12 yeah uh xcom 12 would be great all right uh let's let's move on from battlegrounds into arena i want to cover a concept that we have been covering in bits and pieces over the course of the last two years because it's getting more and more important but something that we keep saying is that your health is so much more important now than it was before like your opponent's health is so much more important before oh we go face all the time now even more so than we did before even when we're not playing Murps hunter even when we're playing like non-aggressive decks we'll go face over trading just because face damage on your opponent's face is um, it's useful now. And that, is, I think, is one of the most positive developments in general Blizzard game design. And it has uh, impacted the arena in this way. Obviously, they don't design for arena. But between the, especially after the corset hit, it became super apparent. This is just the new way. And this is one of the things I'm talking about where... You take something that's just elegant, like the arena drafting system, you put it with cards that are roughly of the same balance level, and you get a game that's just more full than if you try to tweak it a lot. Because it's not like Blizzard sat there and was like, okay, we're going to make face damage more important for arena. No one said that. 
or to the extent that they're like, that would be nice, no one made any design decisions that pushed the game towards that direction. But it just naturally happened once they actually balanced things better uh, with, the, in, in, with the core set and even out all the power levels. If you had a standard meta right now, rather than this like mixed wild rotation meta, face damage would be so important. Like right now, Arena's being held back a little because there's still kind of this wild meta. I'm not saying that's a bad design decision for Arena, but I'm just saying that face damage by Blizzard's base fundamentals design right now with the new core set would be even more important. Anyway, why is it so important? It's so important because the swings have gotten very consistent, very large, and very consistently of the same size. Before, there used to be a very wide range of swings where you can get a swing. Like, normally, if you just, like, get an extra mana or two worth of stuff, like, deal two extra damage to something, that was a huge swing, right? But you can do an even bigger swing. Think about flame striking or hellfiring an entire board. Like, that's a huge swing. Uh, Abyssal Enforcer, gigantic swing possibilities, right? Uh, kind of like how Cycle of Hatred or uh, Performance uh, or uh, Expendable Performers works now. Um, they're just gigantic swings and there's just so much fewer of those relative to your normal swing and the normal swing that's anchoring today's meta I think is Shavera um, and it also is uh, the is it is a guy called a tutor it's the four mana two five uh, spellburst guy that that deals two damage to, to everything wretched tutor wretched tutor yeah so between Shavera and tutor those are your two neutral swing cards that very directly swings. Other cards, um, uh, like Raider, uh, for example, swings too. It's just, you, you deal five damage and then you get a one whatever taunt. Like that's a pretty big swing for five mana for a neutral card. But Shavera and Tudor really anchor it. So to calculate the amount that life is important in the end, you need to know after you do a swing, how much pressure you put on your opponent's face. Because if the amount of pressure you put on your opponent's face is more than the amount of health your opponent has remaining, then you put lethal pressure on them. You're like, checkmate, right? And then they have to like do something in order to not be checkmated anymore. And it's arena, so sometimes they just can't do anything. They just lose, right? So it's a, it's a pretty good thing to put your opponents in checkmate in arena. Um, or sorry, in check, not mate. Um... But following that, so so obviously in that case, the bigger the swing, the higher the amount of pressure you can put, which means the higher your opponent's life total has to be for them to be safe. And same with you, because your opponents can do the same swing to you naturally with just like one neutral card. So you have to keep a higher health also in order to feel safe. But beyond that, beyond the immediate pressure is the subsequent pressure. So the subsequent pressure is that in the next turn, you may not be able to get the perfect conditions to get a really large swing again, but you'll still be able to output a lot of pressure. That pressure then extends outwards. And that hasn't really changed much besides being elevated by uh, a lower percentage than the, than the swing. But it's still the, the subsequent pressure. Like if I go face all this turn and I'm able to deal 10 damage and you have 14 health, that doesn't mean you're safe. You still have to clear my board plus whatever else that I'm putting out onto the board and or I may have some reach cards and then you're screwed anyway, right? So we all know this is happening. Now, numbers-wise, swing has changed 
So that, and I'm not going to break it down too much, but between two and three cards get played each turn that have an impact on the board um, at 10 mana, and each card adds on top of your normal swing potential, which is the amount of mana that you use. Uh, each card adds two more units. So if you play a five mana card, that's five plus two, that's seven, roughly like that. It scales up as you use higher uh, as you use higher uh, mana cards, but if you use higher mana cards, you get to play fewer cards, so it all kind of evens out. So the swing is very, very, very consistent um, in, uh, in in Hearthstone right now. Your total swing potential, and it ends up being equal to if you have enough cards and they can all be played on the same turn, or at least in the way that it uses up all of your mana, and there are roughly similar uh, values, meaning no old cards, no cards that involves combos that you don't have, uh, no cards that are super situational and the situation isn't triggering. You would be able to get roughly the ability to clear ten mana off your opponent. And put ten mana on uh, onto your side, roughly. That's every turn starting on turn ten onwards. That's your swing potential. That's your opponent's swing potential. This is how Blizzard designed the game. If you don't have a combo, if you just do normal things such as Shaveras, such as I played an expendable performers. Obviously, that's an overpowered card, so that doesn't really count. But like, if you're just playing flame strikes and playing whatever you're going to get that kind of swing, and that should be the swing that you expect. You should not be surprised, starting on turn 10, when your opponent gets rid of, let's say, two of your 5-5s five and puts out two of his 5-5s five in one single turn. You should look at that and not say, oh my god, my opponent had a great turn, and instead say, okay, my opponent did normal stuff. Now, if your opponent played Expendable Performers and then put a 3-drop out, your opponent would have four one ones and a 3-drop. Um, and you would not have stuff anymore. And you can see, right? Like, even in that scenario, your opponent has roughly done the same type of swing. That's why expendable performance is quote-unquote balanced, but you get too much decision-making expendable performance is too flexible. That's what makes it kind of imbalanced. But anyway, on raw power-wise, on the normal board, expendable performance is not, like, vastly overpowered compared to everything else. Um, get, so getting back to the numbers. That means whenever you do a swing you can expect to put 10 damage on your opponent's face. On average, you know that you should expect, you should be very wary of being within 4 damage because there's a neutral card right now uh, that deals 4 damage to your opponent's face. It's actually 2, but only one of them is relevant. And there's a lot of ways to deal 2 damage to your opponent's face. So 12 to 14 health are varying levels of dangers. Like at 10 health, you're just in danger regardless of whether your opponent has cards or not even if you can clear his board the next turn. At 12 health, you're in a bit of danger. Uh, you're, you're, you're not in like full danger anymore, but you're still in a lot of danger. At 14 health, you're still in significant danger of just not being able to do anything and just like ending it the next turn. So we are now at 14 health of potential uh, issues, even if you're able to play minions, even minions with taunt and stuff. But as long as you're, you're not actually removing your opponent's minions off the board, you're, you're kind of in trouble. So this will govern two ways of playing. One is if you can hit that magic number starting at around 14, or if you know that you have fireballs in your deck or uh, the, the rogue six damage card that can go face, you can stretch it out to 16. If you know you have a hero power like Hunter or whatever, you can stretch it out even further. But your goal is just to get something like 16 damage on your opponent for most decks. And 16 damage, if you just go face rather than trading... It happens way more often than not. It's also why you're throwing weapons to your opponent's face more often now. Because getting it down to that 
14 health range is super important. And at the same time, if you get down to the 14 or 12 health range, or if you know that your opponent, because the minions you've left on the board the next turn, if they choose to attack your face, can bring you down to that health range, what you need to start doing is to keep removals in your hand, is to keep things that'll make it so after your opponent does a swing, you don't automatically lose. And I think both that offensive part and that defensive part is something most people don't like play well because when i'm playing i keep getting a lot of like suggestions especially on the defensive part to do some crazy things with my removals rather than just holding them but what you need to do when you have removals especially when you have like few removals obviously if you have a handful of removals you have to use them but if you just have one or two removals you want to hold them until after your opponent swings if you have low health if you have high health, you can use them to proactively remove your opponent's stuff so that you can get damage onto your opponent's face. And then put them in that danger zone for your, for your next swing. So that's how the game is lining up in Arena right now. Where you're always looking at, like once 10 mana gets hit, or even before 10 mana, but the math gets less and less before 10 mana, right? But anyway, it caps out at 10 mana. That's the swing you're worried about. From a defensive perspective, that's the swing you're looking to get from an offensive perspective. And the way to, uh, and so in order to get this done, you are worried about two things. One is getting the swing, and the other part is following up on the swing. Or conversely, one is preventing the swing, which you can't do. Uh, and two is dealing with what happens after your opponent's swing, which you can do. And again, this depends on what how much health your opponent has and how much health you have. So... I feel like if if people internalize that kind of strategy for the end game, it helps a lot more on your decision making of when to use your initiative cards. Um, it also should inform uh, when you use heals. Just you don't need to heal too quickly. Uh, you can heal later on, uh, but you can't wait too much because that fourteen health buffer. Um, so between those two, and remember taunts people can remove. So taunts are not great. They're like a last. They're like kind of like a desperation move. You should expect your taunts to get removed, what, like 75% of the time? I don't know about that. Uh, that seems like a little bit high. That seems lethal, a little bit high. If your opponent sets up lethal and you put out a taunt, you, I, I don't survive more than 25%. Okay, oh, in uh, that instance? Sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah, because it's after a swing, right? You're responding with a taunt rather than a removal because you don't have removals or... The matter doesn't work out or whatever. Sure. Okay. So yeah, that's uh, the deep fried meta um, for how swing has uh, has kind of totally changed what uh, what the calculus is between um, prioritizing face damage or your own face damage. Um, yeah. Uh, one of the good things about trading is that your opponent then doesn't get to decide whether to go to your face or to trade with you. Uh, so if you're if you need to defend, you need to defend, right? But trading has now become just as much about preventing face damage as it is about, like, getting an extra stat on the board. Because extra stats on the board are not terribly important anymore compared to what they were before. But your face damage is uh, way more important. And, uh, and yeah, and when you're giving up is damage to your opponent's face. Like, that very basic decision-making process has gotten a lot more interesting and complicated 
since Corset launched. Uh, and really, it's been get trending that way for like a year or two before that. The thing that people, I, I don't think, really internalize is um, it's still about... Okay, so here's the thing, guys. Uh, at the end of the day, it's still about card advantage but and options. But here's the thing. In metas past, especially in very early metas, the best way to secure card advantage was to trade. And these days, the best way to secure card advantage or options is to go face. Uh, because when you go face, what you're effectively doing is you're taking away a lot of their cards. So they can have eight cards in hand. As they get lower, as their options get crappier, um, that Proto Drake, you effectively discarded it from their hand, right? They can't play it. It's yeah. just a, it's a non-taunt eight mana eight eight it sucks like they can't so it's play not it. that card advantage is equally as important because i think card advantage is definitely less important than it was before but options it's options right even more important and right now what, what we do cards. what we do is we equate card advantage with options a lot of times and right now mm -hmm. it is more about just the options and so in meta's past this entire thing about card advantage equaling like if you look at the venn diagram it will be like super overlap right options equals card advantage right now you still have some overlap there it's a little bit further apart and also um in order to limit their options you go face this is how you effectively discard uh or like mm -hmm. dormant <laughs> like in their hand basically their proto drink right like this is how you make uh some really big things maybe the ysera right on turn nine they can't replay it because they can play on turn nine but um the uh, the nightmare uh, that that's the only thing that they can play in that turn. It's not enough. Maybe they don't even get to it, right? Like so, this is the important uh, stuff. Like in Meta's past, the best way to preserve your options advantage, and that was almost a one to one options equals the number of cards you had versus your opponent's cards. Uh, versus today, in which you want to win the options kind of war and by winning the options war and by limiting their options you kill them you are able to hit them in the face because they run out of options to prevent you from killing their face uh that's by going face nowadays uh and that's that's one of the the big differences um where you are able to more effectively transform this face damage into uh an options advantage whereas before you going face was just you going face that was it it was like you going face yeah. and this is why uh in metas previously a lot of times it was like trade 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 and at the end okay the game's over now we go face now we go now face, we go yeah. face yeah but keep in mind that this also works for your opponent so like i was saying before about the trading thing half of trading if not more is now about preventing face damage to you so when you're thinking of trading rather than thinking about tempo, just look at what your opponent can do to you. If you have lower health and your opponent can put you to having even fewer options so you can't play your proto Drake, well, maybe you should trade. You know, maybe you should, even if you have like a 2-2 and they have a 5-5, five five, maybe you should throw that 2-2 two two in, play something that deals three damage that, you know, can kill off the remaining body and play defensively. Literally to play defensively because you value your health so that you can have options to play in the future of that proto drink or whatever else you may play. Rather than previously where you're doing it in order to have like an extra like 5-1 
or like you know an extra like four two or whatever remaining on the board that you wouldn't any that you wouldn't in the other case right like before the calculus is like hey if i could get like a four one or like a three two on the board that is worth way more than getting my opponent down four more health way more now it's like i don't know that's kind of fair like, if that was what I'm getting, I'm not really gaining much. I'm just deciding, right, whether I want tempo or I want face damage. But they're fair trades now. Yeah. And when there's more fair trades, what tips it over the edge is, well, hold on. Do I want to make sure that my opponent doesn't remove my minions and then go face, and then all of a sudden I'm down to 14 health or whatever, and then I can't play my cards? Because if that becomes a possibility, well, maybe you play defensively and it tips the balance towards trading because you're now also getting a 4-2 and you're preventing face damage, right? So the end goal of all this is not to say always go face or go face most of the time even. It's that the way you're thinking about this should consider a lot more than tempo and card advantage now. On whether to trade and a lot more about preventing damage to yourself and dealing damage to your opponents all right that's it ggs cool uh all right hopefully we have uh more stuff to preview next week <laughs> probably not who knows I feel like they're not revealing... It's going to be a two-week run-up to release, right? Or like one and a half weeks even. So I don't think we're going to see anything by next Sunday. But uh, we'll, we'll keep you guys prepped and excited for the oncoming stuff. End of July looks like when it'll hit. Like, and it'll hit hard with both Battlegrounds and Arena's new content. Um, all right. Until next week, then. Um, by the way, a shout-out to our patrons at patreon.com slash goat. We're putting the list together. We'll give uh, specific shout-outs on the next episode. Until then, this is Adwakta. This is Merp. See you guys. See ya. Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.